He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a drizzly, rainy, misty morning in the hill country of Texas. Um, I had a couple of slick spots this morning. I think that mist uh, uh, just, uh, maybe it kind of fools you. I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, I had a couple of slick spots this morning. So be careful out there and uh, be gracious for the rain and the moisture that we are getting. This is awesome. Man, I need it at my place, and I'm sure you need it at your place as well. Listen, we have a great show lined up for you today. I'm going to talk a little bit about um, how the Republicans could have saved House Bill 20, and we talked about that yesterday. House Bill 20 was our pretty much our best shot at a good uh, border security plan and uh, um, we're going to talk a little bit about how the Republicans uh, stabbed you in the back on that. Um, and uh, so, yeah, and they're going to blame it on the Democrats. So get ready. So I'm going to give you your line to throw back at them when they say, those darn Democrats, they killed our border security bill. And um, I got, man, uh, they, they, yeah, the Republicans could have saved it. We're going to talk about that. So be sure you pay attention on that one. At the bottom of the hour, I'm really excited about uh, Michael Quinn Sullivan with Empower Texans, uh, the Texas Scorecard, um, and all other kinds of areas that uh, Michael Quinn Sullivan has had and continues to have his uh, fingers in the pie to um, to save uh, our, man, I'm telling you what, to save Texas and to save uh, the republic, uh, not not the dem- dem- democracy we lived in. Uh, we l- we live in a republic, and uh, so uh, I'm real excited to have Michael Quinn on. Uh, that's going to be real special. That's at the bottom of the hour um, tomorrow night. No, goodness gracious, man, no, not tomorrow night. Tonight, tonight, tonight. I need that little echo feature on here somewhere. A button that makes my voice echo. But tonight, uh, the Fredericksburg Tea Party is having its regular monthly meeting, the second Thursday of every month. The meeting will take place at St. Joseph's Hall, 212 West San Antonio in Fredericksburg. The meeting starts at 6.30. However, uh, Rex Williams caters an amazing dinner every week, um, or every month, I'm sorry, every month, and brings us a delicious meal, which we serve. Uh, most we try to serve around 6, and so uh, that is uh, dinner at 6, the meeting at 6.30 tonight. Um, you will hear from our uh, focus group leaders and uh what's going on at the Capitol, but our keynote speaker tonight is going to be Jill Glover with the State Republican Executive Committee, and uh, she is uh, runs a committee for the SREC that tracks all of the legislative priorities of the Republican Party, 
and uh, not only tracks them, but is very active up at the Capitol and promoting those, pushing those, uh, lobbying for those, if you want to use that term. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's her job, and uh, she is going to be bringing us a live report tonight. Is it too late? Is it too late to make any changes? Well, today is actually uh, one of many deadlines was passed yesterday. Um, and uh, so on some areas, it may be too late, but there's always, there's man, they got all kinds of tricks in their bag uh, when they choose to use those tricks. In fact, allowing uh, House Bill 20, the border security bill, die, um, allowing that to die in the House, there was a trick that the Republicans, and it's not even a trick, it was an accepted procedure um, that the um, Republicans could have used, could have used, that's what I said, could have if they had wished, there was a mechanism to override that point of order that killed House Bill 20. The Republicans chose not to use that. And so I'm very, very disappointed that the, um, that the Republicans chose not to do that. And um, we're, um, I don't know what to say about that. Uh, how much, uh, the, the Republicans are going to be coming around with their handout. In fact, they're always coming around with their handout, aren't they? How many often, how often do you get that email from the, the federal, uh, from the national Republican Party? Uh, what's her name? Uh, how many, how often do you get that, uh, state one? The, uh, requesting money. How often do you get that? And so, um, we've, um, that's what is going on here. Folks, uh, we're going to take a short break and, uh, let me, oh, 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 Ben Franklin. See, I got my phones over here lighting up, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on. So a little bit of Ben Franklin here for you. Uh, that um, Here's one that caught my eye this morning. This is from Poor Richard's Almanac from 1733. The favor of the great is no inheritance. Now, great is capitalized, and so what he's saying is God's favor is not an inheritance. Um, man, I got a mom who's, uh, pretty much, uh, I'm pretty sure she has a, uh, has her, uh, tickets, uh, all, uh, checked out, uh, and a good spot in the, uh, peanut gallery in heaven. And, uh, but that doesn't guarantee me a spot. The favor, God's favor is not an inheritance. Uh, poor Richard's almanac, Ben Franklin tells us that folks, we're going to take a short break, and uh, we will be right back. Y'all stick around. He owns the largest collection of do-rags in Gillespie County. He's Matt Long. Born to be wild. Born to be wild. The Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back, and uh, you know, I don't know if it's a coincidence or if the magic random button knows that uh, this is the time to talk to Jody Gould. Last week, Jody, you also got brought in with some Ted Nugent, didn't you? I did. (laughs) 
Yeah, we love Ted, though, so he yeah. intro me every time. There you yeah. go. So, yeah, they tell me that's random, so that's been two weeks in a row randomly you've gotten Ted, so I think the uh, the uh, the radio gods are smiling upon us. So, uh, the Tejas Smoke Depot has all your tobacco needs. They are located in Fredericksburg, Texas, on the west end of town. Have been in business now 26 years, I believe, and um, and uh, and and Jody and Dave Gould um, are on the road right now. Where are you guys headed? Let's let's have a little personal conversation. Well, we're heading to go see my daddy in Myrtle Beach. We decided, uh, you know, we go. I normally go every year annually to see my dad. He's 83 years old and. His birthday's in January, but I decided this year I wanted to go when it was warm. Yeah. Since I'm going to the beach. <laughs> and uh, so we decided, David decided to go with me this year. And uh-huh. we're taking the motorcycle. We're going to Bike Week in Myrtle Beach. Bike Week so in Myrtle Beach. It's going to be a win-win. Uh, a triple win, actually. My father moved from Jersey to Myrtle Beach. Oh. 15 years ago, and I don't have to go to Jersey anymore. <laughs> Isn't that a blessing? I'm telling you. So yeah. here's here's the here's the question I have to ask. I already know the answer, but I'm going to make fun of you anyway. Is the bike on a trailer? Okay. Is the bike on a trailer? Or are you guys riding out there like iron butts? <laughs> no, dude, I'm too old for that. <laughs> that was 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Unfortunately. So, you know. <laughs> t- tell us about the Tejas Smoke Depot. I know you have an awesome walk-in uh, uh, humidor. Give us your spiel. Tell us about the, the Tejas Smoke Depot. Well, we have a very large selection of fine cigars. Like I said, 150-square-foot walk-in humidor. Um, we have under-premium cigars. If you just don't want to spend that much money, we have little cigars, flavored cigars, all kinds of um, cigarette products, roll-your-own tobaccos. Shoes, just about anything you can think of in the tobacco world, pipes and accessories, of course. We also carry a nice line of vape products, uh, which is a new trend, um, and uh, CBD products, beer and wine, of course, all goes along with that, and um, a few snack items, ice, okay. newspaper. What else, what else could you ask for? All the necessities. There you go. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Peppers and Ding Dongs for the kids. So you're there ready you to go, go there. Um, every week you have a phrase that pays, which gives your customers a discount if they're listening to the Matt Long Show and can repeat the phrase that pays. That also gets their name in a, week, a monthly drawing and uh, gives you an instant discount and then a chance for a monthly drawing. What is the phrase that pays this week? Well, since we're heading to the beach, we figured we use this again, and it's life's a beach. Enjoy the waves. Life is a beach. There you go. Absolutely. And it's that time of the beach. You know, I hope my wife isn't listening this morning because she's the beach nut. And I'll bet she is uh, getting ready, uh, getting ready to head south or east or west or somewhere to hit some ocean waters. So go into the Tejas Smoke Depot on the west end of town in Fredericksburg. Go uh, west on Main Street. Go all the way to the end of the town at the Y, bear to the left, and a wee bit down on the left is the Tejas Smoke Depot, and if you have the kids in the truck, make a count 
counterclockwise circle around the building, and you can pull right up to the window where uh, where Johnny or any of the good people there will stick their head out and wait on you and uh, take care of your needs. Did I miss anything? Um, oh, by the way, you're going to be closing Memorial Day, right? Yes, that's the one thing I wanted to mention is that uh, we'll start letting everybody know that Monday Memorial Day, which I'm not sure what that date is, but we're closed every year, and um, we'll make sure everybody gets the memo this year so that um, they don't head that way All right. on that day. We try to honor our veterans on that day. Absolutely. And, uh, so all right. I'm going to continue that tradition. Very good. So Thank clo- you, Matt. Closed on Memorial Day. Y'all have a safe ride and uh, enjoy the beach and enjoy your father. And uh, give Dave a big old hug for going with you this year. He deserves it. <laughs> I, I sure will. I uh, sure will. Thank you so much. All right. You have a great week. All right. We will. There you go. That's our good friend uh, Jody Gould with the Tejas Smoke Depot. And uh, on a road trip, y'all uh, have them in your prayers as they... Uh, Go visit family over there on the East Coast. I guess we can call it the Southeast Coast, right? I've never been to Myrtle Beach. I don't think I've ever been to South Carolina or North Carolina. Um, And so I may have to put that on a a bucket list. I hear a lot about Myrtle Beach. All right, let's get back to what's happening in the Texas House. Yesterday was the deadline for any bills that are um, that originated in the House, if they are still in the House, yesterday was the deadline. And so any HB House bills that did not get through committee as of yesterday are more than likely killed or dead, cooked, whatever you want to say. And so that is very, um, that is um, typical, um, and I kind of lost track of what I was saying there. This happens every every session. You hit that deadline. Now, here's what I was going to say. There are a number of different ways, uh, tricks, uh, uh, things to revive a, a bill um, that may appear to be dead at this point, but uh, it takes a lot of trickery, and it takes a lot of people wanting to do something about it. And here's my problem with house bill 20 it was our i I get you know angela called it an omnibus bill it was a uh house bill 20 did have a whole lot of bits and pieces in it to uh so that texas could uh repel could take control of its own border and uh, as we knew was going to happen and the same thing we know on senate bill 14 which is protecting our children from gender mutilation um, we knew, and everybody in the Texas House, everybody, every Republican absolutely knew that there was going to be, that this was going to be a, uh, the Democrats were going to fight. So you would think that <clears throat> these guys would all have their, um, their ducks in a row and be ready to repel the defense that the Democrats were going to put up. <clears throat> well, they have lots of, They have lots of tricks to do that, and I use tricks in a good way. They have lots of legal avenues to approach. Now, one of the things that I have discovered recently is among the House rules, if a point of order um, kills a bill, 
All right. If a point of order kills a bill, the someone, any 10 members of the House, listen carefully, any 10 members of the House can appeal the ruling on the point of order and force a vote on the point of order on the floor. So I'm going to say that again. When a point of order comes up and the decision is made one way or another on that point of order, that decision on the point of order can be challenged by any 10 members of the floor. So, practically speaking, we knew that House Bill 20 was going to get hammered with points of order because our Democrat friends want a they want an open border. They they want that open border. And uh, well, I don't know why they don't even know why. I, I think they're just taking that stand because Republicans want the border closed. Um, and so they're going to take anything that's opposite of us. But my point is, as that point of order that uh, was uh, sustained by the Speaker late uh, on uh, Tuesday night, um, early Monday morning maybe, or, or Wednesday morning even, um, Ten Republicans could have stood up and said, we challenge that ruling. Ten Republicans could have stood up. Ten Republicans. Now, all the 86 of the Republicans, all 86 of the Republicans in the Texas House, I guarantee you 100% that every single one of them, as they were being reelected last year, when they were running for office last year, I double-dog guarantee you that every single one of them said that they wanted to defend the Texas border. I, that was a talking point. Every single Republican, every single one during the primary said it. There wasn't a Republican in the primary that said, well, I don't really want it. So every one of these Republicans said they wanted a border to defend the border. They had the perfect bill. All it would take was 10 10 people with an R by their name to stand up and stick by what they promised us when they ask for our vote and our money and our door knocking and our block walking and our work at the Republican headquarters when they ask for all of that last fall. And they promised us they were going to secure the border if we'll vote for them. All it would have taken is 10 of them on Tuesday to kill that point of order and bring House Bill 20 to secure our border. But they didn't. You know, Lot told God, let me find ten good people. And God probably kind of smiled and knowing there were not ten good people in Sodom and Gomorrah. And, and, but he, he kind of grinned and said, okay, Lot, go ahead. See if you can find ten good men. Lot couldn't find him. We don't have ten good people in the Republican Party in the Texas House. There, I've said it. We do not have 10 Republicans in the Texas House who give one rip about the border. We don't have 10, and yet every single one of them told you they were going to secure the border. Now they're going to tell you, oh, well, parts of that bill got moved on to House Bill 7, and, and some of those parts of that bill got moved on to some concurrent resolution with the Senate. All it would have taken is 10 Republicans, 10 out of the 86 that promised you they were going to secure the border. And I'm going to repeat this again. They promised you that as they were asking you to give them money. 
They promise to secure the border as they ask you to attend your local Republican uh, uh, meetings. They, they promised us that as they were at the same time asking you to spend a week in Houston at the state convention and work for the Republican Party. They promised you that as they were asking you to work the phone banks in your local, um, uh, your local Republican Party. They promised you that when Paul Zolan was trying to get people into the to run the uh, Republican office in Kerr County. They promised you that as Mohammed Saidi was trying to get people to work into the and he got people to work in the Republican headquarters. Every one of those morons with an R by their name told you they were going to secure the border when they got elected. And all it would have taken is 10 of them on Tuesday night. And you're going to come back and ask me to support the Republican Party? You're going to dare send me an email asking for money to support the Republican Party? How dare you? How dare you? We're going to take a break. I'll be right back. 100% text on He's 100% Texan. <laughs> Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. Text on We are back. You're uh, still tuned in to the Matt Long Show. I'm still Matt Long, and I want to thank you for sticking around and, and choosing to listen to this program. I know I get criticized for being mean and nasty every now and then, but listen, th- I'm, I'm sorry, but that's my job. You're getting so bamboozled by the Republicans in the state of Texas. You're getting bamboozled by anybody that has an R by their name that did not attempt to put together 10 people out of 86 in the House? That's a good question. You call Andy Murr today. Call an Ellen Troxclair and ask him why there were no Republicans. Call Ellen say, did you try to put 10 people together yesterday to, um, to um, uh, challenge uh, the uh, Republican Speaker of the House, Dade Phelan? Did you try to? Did you see a list? Were you asked to put your name on a list of 10? If so, did you do it? Did you not do it? If you weren't asked, why didn't you do it? You know, that's one of the things I hear all the time. I'll complain. <laughs> I'll complain about something and somebody will say, well, why don't you do that job then, Mr. Long? If you don't like the way it's being done, why don't you do that? All right. I, we, we hear that a lot. So why didn't, if there was no list going out of 10 people, if there were not 10 people prepared, knowing that House Bill 20 was going to get point of ordered to death, P-O-O is the initials they use, point of order, P-O-O. I I can't help myself uh, just to say they got it pooed to death. It's going to happen. The same thing is going to be Senate Bill 14 is going to be heard in the House once again, on this Friday, um, every there's all kinds of conjecture on whether it will be heard early or late. Um, the pattern that I have been observing in person up at the up at the Capitol, the pattern I have been seeing is that the um, they hear the uh, consent uh, uh, calendars first. That's the bills. Uh, 
the consent and memorial or locals and memorials bill. It's congratulatory and memorial bills. All right. Those are, uh, I think there's over a hundred of them lined up for Friday. And when it comes to a memorial bill, I'm going to try something here. I think I got a line lit up here. Let's see if we've uh, got uh, Michael Quinn Sullivan on the line. This is Matt Long. You are live on the air. Hey, Matt Long, Michael Quinn Sullivan here. Good morning, sir. So happy to visit with you and have you on the air. I was just, I've been going off on a rant on why 10 Republicans didn't stand up to challenge the point of order on House Bill 20 the other night. Do you, are you following that and do you have a clue as to why there were not 10 good Republicans? I feel like Lot. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, it, it, it is a sign that, you know, I think, uh, I think a lot of us in the grassroots um, were very clear with um, with our Republican lawmakers when we said Dade Phelan um, is working against conservative priorities and conservative principles. And all the legislators, they all said to us, and I think we all kind of wanted to believe them when they told us, oh, but don't worry, Matt. Don't worry, Michael. I'm going to be there to make sure it gets done. He has promised us. Yeah. And I think what we have now learned is that, in fact, they were all okay from the beginning with knowing that Matt Long, uh, that, uh, that, that they hate feeling, wanted to destroy the agenda supported by Matt Long and by you know, uh, millions of Republican uh, conservatives. And, uh, and then they're complicit. The fact that 10 of them, you couldn't find 10 of them who wanted to advance border security, that tells me that all of them are complicit in uh, in undermining our priorities and and we can't figure that out and and i just get so frustrated well listen we didn't invite michael quinn sullivan on to uh, to talk about these things even though he's really good at it but i was so excited michael quinn about i guess it was maybe three or four weeks ago um uh, there was a package in the mail and my wife said oh that's your package and i said well i didn't order anything and she said well open it and it was a brand new copy of a book called Reflections on Life and Liberty by Michael Quinn Sullivan. And my sweet wife had ordered me, I, don't, I think she may have ordered it before it was even released. It might have been a pre-order. And I am so excited to have it in my hands. Tell me about this book, Michael, Mr. Sullivan. <laughs> well, man, you know, it, it was so much fun to, to, to write it and to put it together um, over, over the past number of years. I have written a, um, a uh, you know, a little Friday uh, commentary, if you will, at the end of my Texas Minute emails. Folks can sign up for those at TexasScorecard.com. Um, as, as I was writing those, I started, literally started writing those for myself. This is going back three years ago. Uh, the way I deal with, you know, things going into my head is I write about them. I'm a writer. Um, and I happened, and, and I was in Israel, and um, and I started you know, writing about you know wh- why we're in the fight, thinking about the zealots of the first century A.D., uh, thinking about the followers of Christ, and I'm you know kind of writing these things about my own frustrations of being um, you know being you know in in the, in the middle of all the of all this craziness. And what I realized in doing that was just how much I love getting to be in the fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I hope that comes through in, 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 in this writing. And, uh, and so as I was writing it and 
shared with you know, some of these things I'd written some before and took, oh, Michael, you need to do this every week. You need to write these. Okay, so I started doing that. Um, and then, uh, then honestly, uh, you know, it kind of felt very natural to kind of collect them together uh, in the hopes that uh, hopes that it encourages someone, hopes that it encourages them to um, to stay in the fight, to remain active, to remain engaged. Because I feel like you know, there's there just so so many of us as we get involved in kind of grassroots activism and and, and the broader political fights. Uh, the world tells us we should be depressed about it. The world tells us that we should you know, be discouraged and walk away. And in fact. Um, I think there are a lot of reasons that we should be should be excited to be in the fight, and that's mm. what and that's what I try to communicate in uh, in this little book. You know, one of the things I'm really jealous of your talent, and um, I <clears throat> there are times when um, there are times when I am a very gentle, loving, nice person, and I'm looking at some of your just some of the titles, uh, uh, fighting honorably. Um, um, uh, 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 what we tolerate, uh, cleaning up—all of these things sound so nice, and 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 being trustworthy. And then the other side of that is little chapters. And by the way, when I say chapters, folks, these are all really almost—I uh, would call them—devotional length. And uh, and they, you can read them separately. You can open it up randomly and read one of them, or do what I do. Whatever mood I'm in, I kind of look at all the titles. And so you've got the ones that sound kind of nice and, and loving, and then you've got the ones like "Be a Hammer," "Be a Troubler," um, and, uh, and 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 outnumbered, outgunned, and and some of these uh, the army you need. And my issue, and what I'm so uh, jealous about with you is that I, I have a hard time getting over to the "Be a Hammer" side without sounding like I'm just a an angry old man, and so speak to that. Yeah, you know, I think that you know, so so many of us look out there, and and then we do feel that way. We we have been accustomed and trained to believe that the only way that we can be effective um, as conservatives is to be um, is to be perceived as angry, and sometimes you know. But let's be clear, it's not wrong to be angry. There are a lot of things that are going on in, in, in the world around us that should make us very angry. Mm-hmm. But we also have to be very purposeful with that anger. And I think that's you know, one of my uh, favorite, um, f- favorite misunderstood uh, sections of the New Testament is the story that has Jesus at the temple with the money changers. And in, in, in English, we, we skip past some very important words where you see that um, it says that Jesus fashioned the whip and then he drove them out, and you get the sense of you know the you know the 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 the, the soft focus um, emo Jesus who just goes around talking love 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 all the time suddenly just loses his temper and he goes just wildly crazy. And then he goes back to being, you know, kissy, kissy facey. Well, one that was never Jesus. Jesus was a was a carpenter, which means he worked with rocks primarily, not wood. Big, strong guy who, you know, and you know, when you read the New Testament, you know, this is a fellow who was who was very, very confrontational many times, in a loving way, in a in a correct way, but was willing to go head to head with folks. And but what we skip over in that story is that Jesus fashioned a whip, which means he took time to do it. That was like a six to 12 hour process to make a whip. This Mm -hmm. was not a fit of anger. 
This was a fit of righteousness. This was doing something that to a, you know, someone who wanted to have bad intentions, say, oh, well, he just got mad and what made that whip and drove them out. In fact, he, he took time to, 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 you know, to engage purposefully in an action uh, that was unrighteous. And I think we need to do likewise. You can look at the, and, and the, the reference to be a hammer is actually a reference to something that happened 200 years before Jesus's uh, birth, which was um, the, uh, the, the, the Maccabean revolt. And Maccabee is a word that, uh, that, uh, that was also kind of used to uh, kind of slang word for hammer. And it related to uh, Judas of Maccabee, Ju- Judas, the, uh, uh, Judas of Messiah, who would uh, go into battle against Romans swinging a big hammer. And so they called him a hammer. And then the, when he was, um, was martyred, uh, that group called themselves uh, you know, named themselves the Hammers, basically, the Maccabeans. Hmm. So there's you know, Judas Maccabee going into, into battle, but he was very purposeful about his battles. He he fought those battles well, and he did them in what we would think of as guerrilla tactics. We have to be willing to go in and fight. We have to be willing to fight right. But we also have to occasionally be willing uh, to make sure that we are doing so in a way that is strategic and that, and that actually matters. They're not appealing to our own sense. Of, um, of of righteousness or anger, but rather is doing so in a in a positive and constructive way. Mm. And, and you can do both. And you can do both. Absolutely, folks. I'm talking to Michael Quinn Sullivan with uh, the Texas Scorecard, um, and um, we are discussing his nice little book, Reflections on Life and Liberty. Uh, tell us where they can get this book, and uh, we did order a box of those, uh, and we're, we have our regular Tea Party meeting tonight, Michael, and we did order a box, and we're hoping the box is in today's mail. But if it's not, we'll have it at the, it, we'll have it at uh, next meeting. Um, but tell us where folks in the meeting meantime can buy get a copy of this book sir yeah i would love folks to grab a copy of it. they can get it at amazon of course um i think there are a couple other sellers that are starting to sell them but certainly i know for a fact you can get them at amazon you can also just go to texasscorecard.com and there you can find a link uh, you know link to it uh we've got uh, both hard copies uh paperback and then uh, digital copies available and I uh, would love for folks to take a look at it and always love feedback. You know, as, as a writer, you need good editors. And I found that in the, in the conservative grassroots in Texas, there are literally no better editors. And I greatly appreciate that. Well, listen, um, before I let you go, I have, uh, you have opened up a book of history for me um, on the Maccabees. And I find that fascinating. I think I, I grew up, and you, you uh, in the beginning of your chapter, Be a Hammer, you say something about being a uh, growing up in the Protestant uh, 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 system without the Maccabees, and when you discovered them, um, I ha- you have been writing so much about the Maccabees, and I find that pure. Uh, I find that real fascinating. You've kind of opened my eyes up to a little bit to that. Give us a, a really short story of. Uh, give us a short version of what the Maccabees are and why you think they are so important. Yeah, and no, I appreciate that. Yeah, and again, I encourage everyone. Uh, the, the 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 Maccabees, um, uh, the the two books of the Maccabees, actually four or five of them. Two of them are uh, recognized as canonical, uh, deuterocanonical by the Catholic Church. The Protestant, us Protestants don't don't recognize them as being scripture, but they are recognized as actually really good history. Mm-hmm. Um, and what had happened? You know, the, the Jewish people had been. 
had been kind of ruled over by the uh, by the Seleucids, by the Greeks, by Alexander the Great, all those kind of people. Um, and then you had this curious point in history happen, where the um, where the um, where, where where those those empires were on the decline, and you had these Hellenists, these again these Greeks, who really wanted uh, the people of Israel to betray their values and their principles, and they wanted them to be you know, to become more pagan. And you had in the big city in Jerusalem, you had a lot of the kind of the the, the elite, the, uh, the the ruling establishment, the cronies, who were kind of okay with going along. They they didn't believe any of this religion stuff anyway. Meanwhile, out in the countryside, you had the rabble. You had what we would think of as the grassroots, um, who they actually clung to their faith. <laughs> they, mm-hmm. they, they actually believed that this stuff was true. And so you had this, um, uh, this rabbi uh, by the name of uh, um, Matthias, who his sons, including Judas, um, uh, decided they, they had to fight this. They had to fight the imposition of a high priest who wasn't who wasn't really a high priest and was kind of on the take. Uh, they, they were going to fight all this, and they fought. And long story short, they won. Israel was able to again be a self-governing nation um, under God's law for about about a hundred years, and then those people squandered it. Uh, they mm-hmm. squandered what they had what they had been given, and they gave themselves over then uh, completely to the Romans, and that's then kind of ushers them in. Uh, the age of, um, of Pontius Pilate and King Herod and you know all of all of those all that cast of characters that we know so well from uh, from the Gospels, uh, but 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 the Maccabeans is a really good uh, good little bit of insight for uh, for for what happens uh, when you know, when a when a group of people fight. It's also really encouraging, I think, for us as the grassroots to recognize that the problems we have of. You know, the ruling elite and the crony establishment stabbing us in the back and betraying us, you know, that's not new. You know, and and while it's still frustrating, there is something to be said about recognizing, okay, this has gone on before, this is kind of the way the model works, and how can we better learn how to fight it? And I think the Maccabees showed us you could fight it, but the Maccabees failed. And maybe, honestly, Matt, and I think you would probably agree with this, you and I have seen this in the past where people are good grassroots activists, they start to get the ear of some politician, they, they fall in love uh-huh. with, um, uh, with, with, with the uh, with the access that they achieve, and then they're willing to betray those values and principles that uh, that, that brought them up in the first place. And so, so the, the, you know, there there is no sin that sees us uh, sees us that isn't common to man. We you know, we, mm. we we know in, in Paul's letters, um, and and including kind of these civic sins and these sins of of giving in and of giving up and becoming part of the enemy. Those are all normal things. I think we all have to do a better job of studying history, studying Scripture, so that we can be ready to um, uh, ready to confront them uh, differently than maybe people have in the past. Mr. Sullivan, it's been a real honor to have you on here, and um, I uh, we are completely out of time. But, folks, if you go to texasscorecard.com, which is my regular, that's one of my saved tabs, one of my most important sources for uh, reliable information on what's happening in Texas. And if you go all the way down to the bottom, you will see a great big link right there, available now, Reflections on Life and Liberty. And uh, you can get it in a hardcover, a paperback, or a digital form. And 100% of the proceeds will benefit the work of Texas Scorecard 
which is a good, good work. Mr. Sullivan, thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank you. Really appreciate the time, brother. Bye. All right. There you go, folks. Michael Quinn Sullivan, Reflections on Life, Liberty, and Property. You guys stay tuned, and we will be right back. He doesn't just complain into a microphone. Blah, 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 blah. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back into the fourth quarter of the Matt Long Show. About to wrap it up. Always good to uh, visit with Michael Quinn Sullivan. I think it may have been over a year since I've had him on here. I'm telling you what, he is absolutely amazing. Anytime you get a chance to hear him speak, um, you need to take it. He is, uh, uh, his uh, philosophies, his principles, and his values are absolutely amazing. And I'm real proud to know him and one of the he he his organizations they make a real point of recognizing grassroots leaders around the state and uh it is uh it, it's it's just pretty awesome that uh there's an organization that pays that much attention to the grassroots folks because it sure ain't the republican party Ooh, it's a good thing I'm about out of time, or I'd just keep on going. Uh, in fact, on the Texan today is a really good article on that goes through all the deadlines. So um, the uh, House deadline, if um, uh, the stroke of midnight um, on Friday, anything that uh, bill has originated from the lower chamber that has yet to pass the Senate will be dead at midnight. All right, and so that's the way it works. Now, the Senates have a little laxer rules, plus the Senate is more open to uh, suspending its rules to uh, take uh, to expedite legislative actions. All right, and so the Republicans in charge of the Senate, if something is slowing down, if the Democrats are slowing down and they're in a minority, then the the Senate has a real good uh, a mechanism, and which they use quite often. All right, and um, the House, however, oh, because of our leadership under a guy named Dade Phelan, who I who and nobody knows why he has that R by his name. I haven't figured it out yet why he has R by his name, but he is stopping and he is uh, killing Republican bills, allowing them to be killed and uh, it is so very frustrating and then back to where i started this morning why in the world could we not find 10 good um 10 republicans 10 republicans to put a stop to what the um democrats were doing um on the points of order and um we will see on friday if um the Republicans use the power they have, and if they don't, if they don't, next time they come asking me for help, I'm uh, not sure what uh, my reply is going to be to them, but uh, I don't know if it's going to be very nice. Your Republicans are stabbing you in the back. Y'all stay tuned for Lorraine. She won't stab you in the back. And uh, we'll be back in here manana morning at 9.08. KRNH HD2. Kerrville. K271C.